Hello there, this is Shirley, and you are listening to the Tesio Open Mic Podcast, a podcast created by testers for testers. In the previous episode, we talked to Nikolai, one of our testers who told us about his before and after Tesio, his career path, and also gave a simple but effective advice to those starting a tester career with us. The most important things, in my opinion, the things as in any other activity, diligence and persistence. So another important thing I can point is logic and creativity. So work more, learn more, procrastinate less. I'm saying this more to myself, but to everyone else also. Okay, the best piece of advice. So as I tell before, uh, I'm working now as mentoring new testers so the most fundamental things it's read the academy very carefully keep the academy tab open in your browser forever don't close it and just keep it open always always use the test chat and discord chat test.io has a wonderful community why don't take advantage of it many people don't use chat and discord that's very important thing And a few other important things, uh, read test description very carefully, always check test messages in the chat. And if you want to succeed in this, review all the bugs in the test cycle and learn from it. That's all. Hello, Marcos. It's been a minute since the last time you joined us. Thank you for popping by. How are you doing? Good morning, Charlie. Yeah, glad to be back. Thank you. So. Would you mind reminding us a little bit about yourself? You know, we get new testers, therefore our audience renew frequently, and perhaps some of them haven't heard about you yet. Absolutely. Um, happy to, to introduce myself once again. Um, hello, testers. My name is Marcus. Um, some of you may know me. I am the head of community at Test.io, and I lead the community team. Like you, I used to be a tester, um, but this was all the way back in 2013. And at some point I became a TL, I have worked as a TL. Some of you may still remember me leading some tests. And at some point I started working more closely with the community team. And that's where I ultimately ended up now uh, as yeah, head of community, leading this beautiful and very collaborative, supportive team. Yeah, another wonderful example of career path with, with Tessio. Thank you, Marcus. Um, so today's subject is one of great relevance for our audience. What would be the subject about, Marcus? So today, I think we should talk about a little bit how do you pick the right test as a tester? Because I think this is one of the most crucial steps to be successful here, to make enough money. And we have heard it plenty of times uh, from testers that they, they sometimes struggle with this. So I think this is a great topic to start the series. Absolutely. And this series is called, by the way, Work Smarter, Not Harder. And yes, you have heard correctly. Productivity plus time optimization. How cool is that? And no one better to do so but you, Marcus. And, and a little backstory here. While working on this episode, we found out that this could be a mini-series as we will provide you with practical, real strategies that you'll be able to use. So starting this episode, follow the motto in the title of this mini-series, Work Smarter, Not Harder. 
So how can test cells do that, Marcus? Because our test might be thinking, how do I know which test is promising when I'm so new to the platform? A fair question that, by the way, I've also got from experienced testers. And it makes sense because we got many different kinds of tests. There are cells tests, special tests, recurrent tests. So this is something that cannot be overlooked by anyone and in fact can help everybody, isn't it? I absolutely agree. And um, it probably depends on your abilities, your preferences as a tester, which one to exactly pick. So uh, this is something for testers to find out about themselves. Um, but there are some things uh, I think we can generalize here and, and that's what I would like to get more into today. So as a tester, you look at your dashboard and you see a lot of tests. Um, and so it's really important to pick the right one. And why is that? Um, just for our motivation for today's topic. If you pick the wrong test, you will work on a test that is not promising. You will get frustrated. You will not earn a lot, maybe nothing and you will have wasted time. And you could have prevented all that by spending a couple of minutes to just pick the right test. So this time investment is definitely worth it um, because then you will work on the right test and you'll be successful. So it all starts with picking the right test before we, before we can optimize anything else in your workflow, in your working style, uh, you have to pick the first test first of all. And so, I'd like to start uh, with some attributes you want to pay attention to. So please look at the instructions of the test. Do these instructions um, make sense to you? Are they clear? Do you understand everything? Well, then that's already a good test. Mm -hmm. You want to skip a test that is not understandable for you. And especially if you cannot get an answer to your questions in the test chat, for example. Because if already the instructions are unclear, it's quite likely that you'll run into some mistakes or you spend your time on something that you shouldn't have done. Yeah. So if a test is understandable, that's, that's one key step for me. Um, also, I'd pick a test with a large scope over a test with a small scope. What do I mean by this? A scope is what you can test in the test. So how many test features yes. do you see? Is it only one or do you have five or even 10? What mm. bug types are activated for a test? Is it just functional or do you also see visual and content bugs that you can submit for this test? Yeah. This, all of this increases the scope, which means you have more to test. And if you find a bug, you can more likely submit all of these bugs instead of just one, one specific type or one specific severity. Um, then I would also look at, is it a staging test? So a test where you test a staging environment or a live environment. Yeah. As you probably know, a live environment means this product has been live for some time. So it's less likely you'll find bugs there. I would always choose a, a staging environment to test because it's, it may be a beta environment and it's not been tested thoroughly yet. So I, when I was a tester, I would always prefer such tests. So do I, by the way. Then, <laughs> yeah, and I guess we all have our preferences here. Um, some people yeah. might enjoy the live tests more. Um, so this is just my suggestion, I guess. 
Um, and then I would also look at, is it an app test or a webshop test? So mm. web shops often use frameworks. And when you test tested multiple web shops, you might see similarities. That's because they sometimes use the same framework. And therefore, we would need to find a bug basically in the framework um, or in the specific setup beyond this framework. I would always go for an app test, to be honest, because uh, an app can crash. Yes. Um, websites crashing is much less likely. And if it crashes, then it might even be related to your browser. Mm. Um, so I would always go with an app test. I personally have always found more bugs when I tested mm. apps. And uh, I enjoy testing on mobile devices more than on desktop devices anyway. Well, same, same perception about picking the right and most promising test. And so another, yeah, well, the most obvious thing, of course, is the payout scheme, right? When you open a mm. test, you'll see it on the right hand side of your screen. And you, of course, want to pick a test that um, you first of all think that you will find enough bugs. and Uh, where the payout is high enough so that it gives you a, a good hourly rate. Uh, if you can already tell, well, this is a webshop test with uh, the most standard payout, maybe it shouldn't be your first priority to pick, in my opinion. Definitely. And then I think lastly, uh, I would look at competition, the possible competition in the test. So as you know, you oh, can... Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you can, you can check the team tab in the test after accepting mm. the test invitation, I believe. And then you can see how many testers are in this test. And so if you see that there are a good number of testers already, it of course means the competition will be, will be greater. You, and the bugs you may find might be found by somebody else um, by, than you and maybe even faster than you. Mm. So I would, I would always go with tests that have fewer people in them because it will be a more relaxed environment for you to work in and the bugs you find you probably could submit yourself instead of somebody else. Which is always the best option. <laughs> yes, exactly. Most of our, our testers, including me when I started, I was looking at the payout. That should be a, uh, the last reason to pick, uh, to pick a test because of all that you have shared. <laughs> mm -hmm. How I would go about it is, when you look at your dashboard, click through every available test. Look at when it starts, when it ends, if it has already started. Again, maybe the competition is already so high, maybe a lot of bugs have already been submitted. You may want to pick a test that is about to start. Okay, among all those that are about to start, again, check the instructions, check the payout. Mm -hmm. Check the hard facts of this test. Check um, the complexity of the test. Is it understandable for you? Um, it, do you prefer such a type of test? If not, check the other tests as well. And then pick the most promising one for you. And then really focus on, on this test that you identified. Jumping back and forth because you didn't find a bug within three, four, five minutes, I wouldn't do that personally. I would focus on one test the most promising one that I identified. And then when I'm done, when I feel, okay, um, I have now found a few bugs, um, then I, I go to the next one. Gotcha, yes, I, I think this is very comprehensive. Like, it's a very elaborated way of 
advice to, to testers. I normally said uh, go for or those tests that have many features and different kind or different types of bugs, especially visual in content because they are easy to spot. So, but this is very comprehensive. It's gonna help everybody. Thank you for sharing such valuable advice with our testers and audience, Marcus. No problem. And yeah, testers, please just practice it. You will get mm. better at it uh, in the beginning. It's new for everybody, believe me. And you will you will be, be become better with experience. We all have on this platform. So just keep trying, just keep looking for the right test and uh, you will find your own pattern. You will find your own workflow to identify the best test, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure, yes. And I'm sure that after this episode, they'll start putting into practice all that has been shared today. And for sure, they're eager to hear the next strategy you have for us. And thank you all for listening to the Teseo Open Mic podcast. If you want to know more about us, what we do, how we do it, and build a QA testing career in the IT industry from scratch, hit the subscribe button. And if you want to listen to our private podcast, please join our Discord community directly from your Tesla account. Take care, stay safe, and stay tuned. Cheers.